he didn't pay any federal income tax. That makes if me he's smart. Paid... Does it? He's very smart. That Donald Trump. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM, Pacifica Radio in L.A., 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast and 106.7 FM Queso and Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 93 FM WLRI. In Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM. In Palinville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And yep, coast to coast and around the globe, streaming on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik. This is the Bradcast. We are right here with you five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us today. Man, oh man, what a week. What a week. What a news day. Uh, got thoughts about any of it? We're going to open the phones today. Uh, if you got specifically, if you got thoughts on the presidential debate on Monday night in Hofstra University, we described it on yesterday's program as a Trump wreck. I stand by that analysis at this time, uh, but uh, you may feel differently or you may agree. Give us a call, 818-985-5735. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what happened on Monday. More on that in a minute. We've got some breaking news here that I want to hit very quickly at the uh, at the top of the show. At least two children and one teacher were shot on Wednesday at an elementary school in Townville, South Carolina, uh, this is uh, still a developing story. They are still treating uh, patients. One of the children was life-flighted to Greenville Trauma Center, according to the uh, Anderson County EMS Director Scott Stoller. The shooter is uh, now reported to be a teenager, is in custody, according to Sheila Cole, spokesman for the Anderson County Sheriff's Office. Uh, injuries to the children at the Townville Elementary School do not appear to be life-threatening, uh, according to the Anderson County Coroner, who is also an emergency medical technician out there. Uh, the, uh, the father of the shooter, of the alleged shooter, has reportedly been killed. He was shot to death, according to officials. This is all just, as I say, coming together. Townville is in the extreme, part, uh, extreme western part of the state, southwest of Greenville. South Carolina, Anderson County has a population of a, a little less than 200,000. The elementary school has about 280 students and uh, 30 school employees are listed on their website. So uh, 
that is developing. We'll keep our eyes on that as well. Congress has now uh, rejected Obama's veto uh, on the uh, 9-11 uh, bill concerning Saudi Arabia. The House and Senate on Wednesday voted to reject President Obama's veto of legislation allowing lawsuits against foreign sponsors of terrorism in the first successful override of a presidential veto since Obama took office. The president had vetoed the legislation according to USA Today, on Friday, because he said the bill, which is known as the Justice Against Sponsors of Terrorism Act, or JASTA, would infringe on the president's ability to conduct foreign policy. But after an intense, lengthy push by 9-11 survivors and families of victims who want to sue Saudi Arabia based on claims that the country played a role in the 2001 terror attack, even Obama's Democratic allies on Capitol Hill voted to override the veto. The House voted 348 to 77, well above the two-thirds majority needed. And the final vote in the uh, in the Senate was 97 to 1, only Harry Reid voting against the override in this case. So that is breaking today. Um, all right, we'll keep our eyes on other breaking news. Desi Doyen, you got your eyes on the on the news as it comes in? Oh, indeed I do. Okay, promise? Yes, okay. yes, yes. There's right. a lot going on. Because there is a lot going on. I've been focusing on this uh, still on the fallout from this debate, uh, and yet all of this other stuff is breaking. So keep an eye on it for me, if you would, Des. Will do. All right. Okay. And so, as I say, back to the Trump wreck of a debate on Monday night. Uh, uh, frankly, a disaster of proportions we have not seen in a presidential debate in this country, at least in my opinion. And apparently... Uh, well, a lot of people saw it. The uh, showdown between Clinton and Trump was the most watched presidential debate ever. 84 million viewers tuned in. That now officially from uh, the Nielsen Company, uh, who uh, said that viewership over 13 different networks toppled a record that had stood for 36 years. Previously, the record for viewership of a presidential debate was 80.6 million. So this beat it by uh, about three and a half million. Uh, 80.6 million uh, watching the only debate in 1980 between the incumbent Democratic president at the time, Jimmy Carter, and his Republican challenger, Ronald Reagan. No debate since then has exceeded 70 million viewers until this one. Uh, and uh, for what it's worth, Hillary Clinton's first presidential debate will more than double what her husband Former President Bill Clinton received for his last presidential debate in 1996. Those numbers were 30, a little over 36 million, according to AP. Only the Super Bowl commands a larger audience. The biggest audience in U.S. television history was the uh, 2015 Super Bowl between New England and Seattle with 114 million. This was, uh, what, 80, 84 million viewers tuned in. Now, it's a little early. Uh, we haven't gotten a lot of polls following that uh, debate yet. Uh, there was one on CNN on uh, a snap poll that was done by CNN. I'm talking about the real polls, not these online polls that Trump was citing, uh, you know, where they send all of their people and they go click on it uh, online and they vote over and over and over again for Donald Trump. No, real polls on the real polls. 
Uh, CNN found that uh, viewers who watched the debate, which were heavily weighted towards Democrats, interestingly enough, uh, in uh, on CNN's poll, as we discussed yesterday, they had a 35 Hillary Clinton had a 35 point advantage over Donald Trump in the CNN poll as far as who won uh, the election. Now, it's going to take about uh, three or four or five days for all of the polls to the real polls to start coming in and we'll see what effect it has on the race. But uh, this just in as we go to air a new NBC News survey monkey poll. Uh, and this is a real poll, uh, finds uh, who won the debate. Hillary Clinton won it with uh, 52 percent saying uh, she was the winner. Uh, and here's actually what's interesting. So 52 percent for Clinton, for Donald Trump, 21 percent. That would be considered a thumping. That said, this is what makes it even more of a, a thumping. Um, who won the debate? Neither won the debate got 26 percent. In other words, in a two person debate, Donald Trump came in third after Hillary Clinton and neither. So there's that. Uh, also, while we while we're waiting for polls to come in to see what effect the uh, the debate actually had, um, the uh, online betting market is able to react a lot quicker than the polls. And uh, Hillary Clinton's probability of winning the White House gained in the online betting markets following the first debate uh, on Monday night. A Clinton contract on the popular predicted betting market gained six cents from the previous day's level of 69 cents, while a contract favoring Donald Trump's prospects for victory tumbled seven cents. So essentially, she picked up uh, 13 cents overall. Uh, contracts are priced from zero to 100 cents with the contract price uh, equating essentially to the probability of whether that candidate will win the November 8 elections. These were the largest price swings for both candidates uh, since early August's. That's on the, uh, what is that, the Betfair, the, the Predicted uh, site. Clinton's prospects also improved on the Irish betting site Paddy Power. About halfway through Monday's debate, she was shown as a one-to-two favorite. Those odds shortened to four-to-nine in the moments after the debate. Trump's odds lengthened to 23-to-ten from nine-to-four. So the betting market still has their money on Hillary Clinton. Do you? 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Uh, the Arizona Republic has endorsed Hillary Clinton. The deeply conservative, I want to say deeply right-wing Arizona Republic, has endorsed the Democratic nominee for president for the first time in its 126-year history, labeling Donald Trump a, quote, reckless, divisive candidate who is wrong on immigration and ignorant on foreign policy. They write, in a nation with an increasingly diverse population, Trump offers a recipe for permanent civil discord, according to the editorial board at the uh, Arizona Republic. In a global economy, he offers protectionism and a false promise to bring back jobs that no longer exist. America needs to look ahead and build a new era of prosperity for the working class. This is Hillary Clinton's opportunity, says the Arizona Republic, which has never in its life endorsed a Democratic candidate for president. We've been seeing this quite a bit lately. Uh, this happened, of course, with the Dallas Morning News a few weeks ago. The Cincinnati Inquirer did the same papers that 
constantly, year after year, election after election, uh, endorse the Republican candidate for president instead are choosing the Democrat, uh, the New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire Union leader. Uh, declined to endorse either major party. Instead, they are, they're backing libertarian candidate Gary Johnson in a pointed affront to Donald Trump. Uh, in, in my opinion, it, well, it's interesting because my opinion is now being shared by quote-unquote conservatives, including conservatives at the New York Post, which has been backing Donald Trump for a long time. Uh, in regard to the debate on Monday, John Podhoretz, again, a right-wing columnist at the New York Post, said that Donald Trump was embarrassingly undisciplined and due to the vanity and laziness that led him to think he could wing the most important 95 minutes of his life, he lost the thread of his argument, he lost control of his temper, and he lost perspective necessary to correct these mistakes as he went. By the end, Trump was reduced to a sputtering mess blathering about Rosie O'Donnell and about how he hasn't said the mean things that about Hillary that he was thinking. Uh, that's from the right. From the left, Josh Marshall over at Talking Points uh, Memo says, yes, Donald Trump did badly, but she brought it at least as much as he blew it. He writes, this is getting lost with some people. Sure, he was bad, but she was at least as good as he was bad, and the quality of her performance made him much worse. She made it seem effortless. And uh, yesterday we analyzed the debate in great detail and, and sometimes hilarious detail with Salon's Heather Digby Parton and David Davin of the uh, da David Dayen of the uh, of the Fiscal Times. I would encourage you to download that show, frankly, and give it a listen if you missed it. You can grab it for free as ever at um, at bradblog.com, at iTunes, at kpfk.org, at your favorite uh, your favorite podcast site. Uh, in any event, today, as I said, I want to open up the lines to get your thoughts on the debate. Did it change the way you view the candidates, either of them, uh, either of them that participated in the debate, namely uh, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? Or did it change your thoughts on the race itself? Here in Southern California, our phone number is 818-985-5735, but you can call us from anywhere, 818 985 5735. We have been discussing over recent weeks how the uh, how the polls for Hillary Clinton have been collapsing uh, of late with uh, with the race, at least as of Monday night between Clinton and Trump, largely tied nationally. Trump even taking a lead in a number of key swing states that had been considered just a few weeks ago to be Hillary Clinton states. CNN, for example, found that uh, Donald Trump had taken a one-point lead in Colorado and had nearly tied Hillary Clinton in Pennsylvania after she had been leading by about five or more points in, uh, in both of those states previously. As of Monday, as I've noted, uh, if all of the states that were on Monday leaning towards Clinton and leaning towards Trump in the polls, if they all went that way, all but one, if just Colorado, for example, flipped from Clinton to Trump, then Donald Trump would be the next president. That's according, anyway, to the folks at 538.com. Uh, who found that if the election had actually been held on Monday, Donald Trump was more likely than Hillary Clinton to win the presidency. 
that may have changed a great deal of uh, a great deal on Monday night. We'll get your thoughts on that. And of course, in addition to the polls, as we discuss frequently on this show, uh, none of those polls reflects the effect of voter suppression which is still going on in many Republican states, uh, easily manipulated voting and tabulation machine or even the machines or the even the Bradley effect. No, not me, but the resp- uh, the response that uh, respondents give to surveys um, when they're when they're too embarrassed to, to the pollsters, when they're too embarrassed to say they plan to support Donald Trump. I'm concerned about that. I think Donald Trump's support is actually uh, a lot bigger than is reflected in the polls. Um, and then, of course, not to mention the effect of terror attacks and so forth between now and Election Day. But uh, speaking of speaking of the uh, the easily manipulated voting and tabulation systems, FBI Director James Comey says today that there have now been additional, quote, attempted intrusions into voter registration databases beyond what was previously known. Comey's comments come amid ongoing concern about the ability of hackers to breach voting systems. The uh, The FBI last month had warned state election officials to boost security. Well, good luck with that. Uh, in light of evidence that hackers had uh, targeted related data systems in at least two states in Illinois and Arizona when it came to um, when it came to voter registration systems. Comey did not say today where the intrusions were or give any additional details. So that's all we know at this time, according to AP. Separately, at a congressional hearing on Wednesday, the Homeland Security official, a Homeland Security official, says AP, attempted to assuage concerns About all of this, saying that the government has high confidence in the integrity of the U.S. electoral system. That Homeland Security official may not know the U.S. electoral system uh, uh, very well. Uh, So in any event, are you feeling better or are you feeling worse after that debate on Monday? What stood out to you about it? Uh, Did it change your view one way or another uh, for the candidates or for the uh, for the race? Our number is 818-985-5735. These are your public airwaves after all. So let's uh, let's use them before you lose them more than you already have. Also, uh, by the way, there's been a bit uh, quite a bit of discussion today since the debate. This we didn't talk about this on the program on the broadcast yesterday, uh, about the woman who Hillary Clinton mentioned near the end, uh, the 1996, I think it was, 1996 Miss Universe pageant winner who was apparently berated by Donald Trump. She uh, he had purchased the Miss Universe pageant that year um, and she was the first winner after he bought it. He had uh, reportedly berated her for gaining weight. After she won Miss Universe, he described her. Uh, she was Venez- She is Venezuelan. Uh, Alicia Ma- Ma- Machado or Machado. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, she has since become an American citizen. He described her as Miss Piggy. He called her Miss Housekeeping. And since Hillary Clinton brought it up at the very end of the uh, of the debate on Monday night, Donald Trump has been asked about it and he has been doubling down on those attacks on this woman since the debate. Because, of course, he can't help himself. I'd love to hear uh, from women callers on that point. If you'd like to ring in, do Trump's attacks on women 
uh, calling them fat pigs at various times, which uh, Hillary Clinton has been focusing on quite a bit throughout. Does any of that play into how you view this race? 818-985-5735 is our phone number. I know the, uh, the, the phones are lighting up here, so I want to get to them uh, uh, momentarily. But I, would, I want to do one more story here uh, before we get to a break, because uh, a, a man who injured nine people in a shooting rampage in Houston on Monday, this was completely lost, completely lost amidst the presidential debate. But uh, a man who injured nine people in a shooting rampage in Houston on Monday was wearing military clothes and Nazi emblems. During the attack, he was carrying nearly 2,600 rounds of ammunition inside a Porsche convertible that was parked at the scene, according to authorities. The gunman, uh, identified by local media as Nathan Desai, he was shot and killed by police after he opened fire on morning commuters near a strip mall. In a mostly residential neighborhood west of downtown, he was carrying a uh, semi-automatic uh, 45 caliber handgun. He was wearing military-style apparel with vintage Nazi emblems on his clothes and on his personal effects, according to police. Search of his apartment uh, found a similar military memorabilia going back to the Civil War. Uh, a, a bomb squad that searched his black Porsche found... Um, a Thompson submachine gun, commonly known as a Tommy gun, and nearly 2,600 rounds of ammunition. Police said he purchased both of his firearms legally. They also found a sheathed knife, a notebook with a Nazi symbol, and 75 spent shell casings uh, and so forth. Uh, nine people, as I say, were injured in that uh, attack. And frankly, it hadn't been out there at all with everyone paying attention to the presidential race and the fact that this guy apparently... Uh, how do the the the, uh, the police chief here, acting Houston police chief Martha Montalvo, said at this point, we're very open minded in terms of the motive, adding that the shooting did not appear to be an act of terrorism. Really? Really? You're shooting people? You're wearing Nazi uh, uh, emblems on your clothes and you're shooting people and that's not considered terrorism? No, apparently that's not considered terrorism because we've changed the definition of terrorism to mean uh, things that are done by, uh, you know, Islamic radicals, apparently. That's terrorism. Nothing else is. Despite the fact that nine people were injured during the shooting, luckily, as with the uh, New, New York, New Jersey bombings last week, which I guess we're allowed to call terrorism, uh, nobody was killed in either of those uh, attacks. But the difference in the media attention to this incident in Houston, I think, is is striking. I mean, it didn't even come up during the debate on Monday. I suspect a lot of uh, a lot of listeners here hadn't even heard about it at all. I hadn't heard about it at all until they identified this guy as, as uh, you know, wearing Nazi, uh, uh, you know, patches on his clothes. Uh, you know, I suspect we would have heard about it. I suspect it would have come up in the debate on Monday night if the shooter was named Muhammad or something. That, of course, despite years of law enforcement telling us over and over and over again that the greatest threat that they feel they face is from right wing domestic extremists like the white guys who shoot up black churches and bomb abortion clinics or don Nazi paraphernalia 
while shooting at random victims on the roadway. Anyway, I wanted to just pull that out uh, because so much is getting lost this week uh, with the presidential uh, debate and everything else. Understandably, that one is one that shouldn't get lost, but it will. for political reasons. Anyway, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with your phone calls. 818-985-5735 is our number. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. Hey, it's Brad. The 2016 election season is now at full throttle. And while the Bradcast and Bradblog.com fight for election integrity all year around like no other media outlet in the nation, we need your support to keep doing so now more than ever. Please stop by Bradblog.com donate to make a monthly pledge of any amount you like to help keep us going or even just a one-time only contribution. While everyone else covers the horse race, we also keep our eyes on the track conditions that those horses are running on. Because voting systems, access to the polls, and citizen oversight of election results can make all the difference. Please help us continue to fight independently for your democracy by taking about 60 seconds to stop by bradblog.com donate right now. And thanks. Well, I have much better judgment than she does. There's no question about that. I also have a much better temperament than she has. You know, I think my strongest asset, maybe by far, is my temperament. I came in like a wrecking ball. I never hit so hard in love. Yes. Yes, I know. We used that clip yesterday, but I love it that much. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Let's get to your calls. Let's get to your calls at the uh, on the presidential debate, which I have described as a Trump wreck. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Mike in Lomita, welcome to the Bradcast. What did you think of that debate on uh, on Monday, Mike? Hi, Brad. Well, Monday, I saw a flighty, hysterical woman debating Hillary Clinton. <laughs> if, if a six-year-old oh, behaved man. the way Donald did... At school, they would be on drugs by now, but <laughs> yes, maybe he was already. Yes, he was doing quite a bit of sniffing, wasn't he, uh, that night? I'm worried about his health. I hope he's okay. I hope uh, hope Donald Trump doesn't die from whatever seems to be ailing him. Thanks, Mike. I, I appreciate that call. Uh, let's go to uh, oh another Mike. All right, let's go. to It's an all-Mike show. Uh, hey, Mike in Duarte, welcome to the broadcast. What is on your mind, sir? Hey, Brad, just real quick. I think it's positively Orwellian that a monstrosity like Trump can have gone as far as he has. But the thing is, it's really scary. There are a lot of white bigoted people out there with irresponsible white famous people like Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Even who are supposed that people have a lot of admiration for are are supporting when in the debate. I mean, why didn't the guy, the moderator, who I think did a horrible job, by the way, who didn't catch Trump on a lot of things, like he's saying, oh, it makes me a smart guy to not pay any taxes. Right. Or before we had to live Iraq, we should have taken the oil first. Right. Or his other lies, which were countless. It was absolutely Orwellian. Now, I would have thought that maybe 
the, the moderator would have said something or Hillary would have jumped on that. When he says it makes me a smart person to not pay taxes, I don't know why Hillary didn't jump on that. I don't know why she didn't jump on him when he said that we should have taken the oil in. in if, if he's so Mr. Anti-Globalism, what is he doing saying about taking, taking Iraq's oil? When we know what that when happened in 1953 in Iran to control the oil, we deposed a a democratically elected president and installed the Shah. Mm-hmm. It's Orwellian what's going on. It is terrifying. And what terrifies me is that there are a lot of idiot people, and and yes, idiots who can make movies like Clint Eastwood. They're still idiots when it comes to politics. Are going to maybe elect that man? I'm terrified that he's going to win. Thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate that. I appreciate the passion, uh, and and I think I share your uh, your terror in that case. 818-985-5735 is our number. Uh, we'll get back to the phones in a second, but since, uh, since Mike brought this up, Trump's Charitable Foundation received $2.3 million from companies that owed money to Donald Trump or one of his businesses but were instructed to pay Trump's tax-exempt supposedly nonprofit foundation instead. This, uh, once again, according to uh, David Farenthold, who's been doing a fantastic job over the Washington Post, reporting on uh, just extraordinary, uh, frankly, uh, criminal behavior by Donald Trump concerning his uh, supposedly nonprofit, tax-exempt, taxpayer-subsidized uh, charitable and I have to put that in quotes, Charitable Foundation. Farenthold finds that uh, among the people who owed Donald Trump money and were told to give it to the foundation instead, $400,000 from Comedy Central for a uh, 2011 roast, um, payments totaling nearly $1.9 million from a man in New York who sells uh, sought-after tickets and one-of-a-kind experiences to wealthy clients. That man, Richard Ebers, bought goods and services from Trump or his businesses and was instructed to pay the Trump Foundation instead. Now, under tax law, that can be done. That is allowable. These kind of arrangements are called assignment of income. Don't pay me. Pay my uh, charitable foundation instead. They're typically allowed as long as the person who owed, uh, who was owed the money, as long as they still pay income taxes on it. But it appears, as Mike said, that Trump uh, did not, in fact, pay income tax in the cases where he directed his own uh, his own fees to the Trump Foundation. Actually, we don't know. We don't know if he paid taxes on that or not. But based on what he said, Mike is absolutely right. Uh, He's absolutely right. Trump said this twice. He seemed to indicate that he does not pay any taxes. Uh, So never mind reporting this stuff. He certainly didn't pay anything on it. Almost certainly he appears to pay nothing in taxes, as he admitted uh, at that debate at Hofstra University. The issue came up a couple of times, and he certainly didn't deny not paying federal taxes, and and he appeared to be proud of it. In fact, here's what uh, here's what Mike was referring to. He didn't pay any federal income tax. So that makes me smart. That makes me smart. He didn't pay any federal income tax. That makes me smart. 
That's just amazing to me. Uh, and and frankly, uh, Hillary Clinton, Lester Holt, obviously they cannot reply to everything. Uh, I thought they both actually did a very good job in fact-checking Donald Trump on the fly. Uh, we talked, uh, as I said, a great deal about that yesterday. Um, anyway, let's get back to your thoughts on this. Let me go to uh, Erica in San Bernardino. Hey, Erica, welcome to the broadcast. Hello, Brad. Nice to talk to you. And to you, Erica. Uh, what did you think about the, the debate on Monday? Okay, well, honestly, I'm a Bernie Democrat. He was my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't work out for him. Um, I really don't care for Hillary or Trump, but especially I don't care for Trump. Mm-hmm. I did thought Hillary was composed and she went after Trump. But um, I just feel like America is turning into idiocracy in real life, that movie. Yeah. All the people that are buying into Donald Trump, he's just a con man. He's just a second-rate entertainer. He's been in the media for over 30 years. And everything he says is out there like proof of what the bull crap that he puts out there is out there. And people just accept it. It's, just, it's frustrating. Well, I don't know what's going to happen in this country. Uh, I don't either. I don't either. And, you know, uh, your support of Bernie aside, the primaries are over. There is, by and large, a binary choice. Uh, And, uh, you know, I mean, people in in what are considered to be safe states, I know, are thinking about third parties, and that's that's fine. But I don't know. As I said last week uh, on the show, I I don't know that there are any safe states out there. And when the uh, dangers are someone like Donald Trump, well, I would say, you know, think carefully about that vote. Thanks, Erica. Really appreciate your call. Uh, Let me go. Oh, you got that other clip? Uh, Let me go to this uh, clip uh, 24, this other uh, moment during the debate when... Uh, once again, uh, Donald Trump seemed to uh, seemed to confirm that he, unlike you and me, by the way, that he appears to pay no federal income taxes. We have a country that needs new roads, new tunnels, new bridges, new airports, new schools, new hospitals. And we don't have the money because it's been squandered on so many of your ideas. What's your and maybe and we'll because you haven't paid any federal income tax for a lot of years. It the would be squandered, too, is... believe me. So, again, he seems to be confirming. The Republican nominee for president of the United States seems to be confirming that he pays no federal income tax. Kind of amazing, it seems to me. Uh, but again, this is about you. 818-985-5735. Let's go to Ali in West L.A. Hey, Ali, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, thank you uh, for taking my call. Sure. Um, the moderator did a very bad job. He didn't cut uh, Donald Trump off. He, he let Donald Trump to talk for like three, three, four, five, six, seven minutes. The, the moderator, uh, Lester Holt, you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he didn't cut him off, and and uh, and you know, my advice to Donald Trump is just grow up, be a man. When you when you say something, stick by it. You know, because mm-hmm. it's it's it, it's worse that he denies it, then they fact check, and then they find out that yeah, he did lie. So he he should grow up, and he acted like a sixteen year old. And regarding the Iran. Uh, Thing that he kept saying that oh they did a, they, they they gave money to Iran and they right. they uh, they let the Iran have nuclear he doesn't I don't know what nobody gives him a right advice so he doesn't read I don't think he reads any books uh, 
they they still put sanctions on Iran. Iran is under sanctions. EU and US mm-hmm. uh, they put Iran, uh, sanctions on Iran. No. So Iran doesn't have any nuclear weapons. It's not. They closed down the centrifuge. And they just, they still have sanctions on you. So I don't understand what, what he's talking about. He keeps saying that, oh, you deal, you guys are dealing with Iran. You know, he just doesn't understand that. And John Warner, John Warner today, he said that, um, you know, voting for Trump would be, uh, would be like disservice to the military. John Warner, uh, former, uh, yeah, he was a, a, a veteran, I believe, a former U.S. senator, Republican U.S. senator from uh, Virginia, John Warner, who has, in fact, endorsed Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah. And uh, good for him. Yeah. Appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, appreciate appreciate the call, Ali. I, I want to get uh, to a bunch of folks. Uh, I'll I'll uh, just underscore one point here. Uh, that money that uh, went back to Iran that was money that was their money. That was money that had been frozen since the uh, since the seventies, and it was part of this deal, part of the big nuclear deal. Uh, that that money was finally returned uh, to Iran. As far as Lester Holt letting Donald Trump go on and on, uh, my opinion, I think it was smart. Uh, he did fact check him on a, on a few uh, things, but I thought it was smart to let both uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump go on and on as they see fit. And that was in part, by the way, due to the fact that Donald Trump would not agree to rules, that they usually have secret rules that the candidates uh, uh, sign off on and agree to concerning time and so forth. In this case, it was all left up to Lester Holt because, you know. Donald Trump apparently doesn't care for rules, so there were none. And I thought it was kind of a smart move to uh, to let them go at it and let America see who these two people are. And I think we got a good picture of that, at least in my opinion. Maybe not yours. 818-585-no, wait. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let me go to uh, Jerry in Silmar. Hey, Jerry, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, yeah, thanks. Listen, I, I'm kind of an old guy, so I've watched this game that they played. I believe one of the Cokes ran for president in the 70s, and since he lost, what they did was they switched over to the long game, mm-hmm. started taking over school boards, started dumbing down the textbooks and cutting education funding, and that's how America got so religious and so stupid. <laughs> and once they're stupid, they could feed them anything. It coincided with Nixon's Southern strategy. And that's how we got where we are today. People are so dumb, and they're working so hard, sitting in front of that TV as their only entertainment, and they swallow whatever is fed to them. Donald Trump's a reality star. They say, sure, I'll vote for him. Why not? Uh, you know, uh, let me let me, let me me just, uh, just agree with you on one point, Jerry. I don't think that people are dumb. I don't think they're stupid. I think they are misinformed. I think they are purposely misinformed and disinformed by our terrible media. I think the American people are actually pretty smart, but when they're given no, stuff me, and nonsense, let me, yeah. Let me disagree with you on something. I'm a school teacher. Yeah. And I've, I've watched it happen. The standards keep going down. We don't nurture these young minds. They have no imagination. They flip on the TV. They're staring at phones. I'm still doing it, right? They're staring at phones all day. They're, that makes you dumber. Reading books makes you smarter. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> all right. And, and that lands them right in the lap of the Republican Party. Yep. It, it really does. It really does. I wish it wasn't that way, but, but we're stuck with it. We've got to educate our people better. We've got to get them reading. 
Breeding. There's an idea. Thanks, Jerry. I I appreciate that call. Drive safely out there. Uh, 818-985-5735. Let's go to uh, G. And I want to I got a lot of men on the line. If if you're a woman, we'll we'll put you right to the right to the front here. Um, uh, Let me go to uh, because I want to get some thought. You know, any thoughts about this entire uh, this attack on Miss Housekeeping? Miss Piggy, as Donald Trump uh, apparently called his own Miss Universe uh, for uh, having the temerity to gain some weight after she won the crown. Uh, G.S. in uh, San Leandro, welcome to the broadcast, G.S. Yes, thank you very much. Longtime listener, sponsor of the whole Pacific Enterprise. Um, I thank you for that, sir. Oh, absolutely. No, it's well, I've done volunteer work. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll sum it up in the, what I want to end with. All you have to do is a straight, simple web search for Fresh Air NPR. Fresh Air NPR. Today's show, Terry Gross interviewing that journalist you referred to. <laughs> journalist says Trump Foundation may have engaged in self-dealing. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the one. And uh, so my little short list. And that's uh, let me just uh, tell people itself. Well, that was David Farenthold is the journalist. And we talked about it in detail on on last week's show, the self-dealing part of his uh, part of his charitable foundation. Uh, was that he was he was essentially using it as a, a slush fund for his legal problems, for his personal and business legal problems. Uh, he would, yeah. you know, he wasn't putting any of his own money into it. It was coming from other people. But then he was taking that money, taking that cash, and using it uh, to settle lawsuits, which is completely illegal if he's using <laughs> the money from his own charitable foundation to settle his business and personal lawsuits. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I think the IRS is going to have something to say about it. But demagogue, you know, con man, but all around unethical fellow is what I would say. I would say so, too. Thanks, uh, G.S. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to uh, Ed in Los Angeles. Uh, hey, Ed, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. I have uh, two Comments. One, I certainly agree with you about the uh, moderator. Uh, you have to remember that the debate, the purpose of the debate was not to talk to your own base, but uh, for Trump, mm-hmm. but to try to get the educated white vote, mm-hmm. which he certainly didn't do. And since he's his own worst enemy, by strategically letting... You know, when he went off the rails, letting him go on and on, you see the response from all your callers, okay? So his people, no matter what he says, they won't change their mind. But he didn't change anyone else's mind, and he informed the public very well Mm -hmm. about (laughs) the real Donald Trump. So I think the moderator did an excellent job. Uh, I certainly believe that Hillary won the debate, but I wondered why she didn't do or say something that, to me, seems so obvious. What's that? Uh, Trump's one valid uh, issue yeah. is the trade agreements, and what she should have done when he started on that, and you know, oh yeah, you know, you were for them until you were against them and stuff like that. You know, uh, he could, she could have said. You know, I agree with many of the uh, issues that you bring up about those trade agreements, Mm -hmm. and those were the very same issues that made me change my mind. 
But you also said you're going to bring back jobs, uh, you know, and bring back. Uh, well, this is a, this is a point from overseas. Yeah. Uh, are you going to bring back Trump Industries business? That you know all the products that are being made overseas. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you going to bring them back to the United States? Is that how you're going to bring back jobs? And of course he won't. But they do have two more, uh, two more debates uh, to sort that out. If Donald Trump decides to show up for those uh, two debates, Rudy Giuliani. Oh, he cannot show up. <laughs> I, well, Rudy Giuliani, uh, one of his uh, surrogates, is advising him against it. So we'll see. Ed, I appreciate the call. Thanks for. Yeah, uh, Dumber things than Trump, or has done things, is Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> You're right. And I'm the next New York. Th- yeah, I, uh, me too. I hear you, Ed. Uh, thanks. I appreciate that. Let's go to Susan, uh, who is hopefully driving very carefully on the 91 freeway in Los Angeles. Hey, Susan, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind? Hi, thank you. I wanted to tell you, first of all, that I think uh, your show is great. Thank you. And I appreciate the topic. Thank you. Uh, with regard to Lester Holt, I think he did a fine job. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all be armchair quarterbacks, but he had a very, very difficult job to do. And I thought that it played out really well. In the beginning, we were told that there wasn't going to be ongoing fact-checking during the debate. Mm-hmm. There couldn't possibly handle as much as there needed to be. Right. And so uh, Secretary Clinton told us that, you know, check her website and our fact-checkers. So I was fine with that. Um, and so I, I think that part was just fine. Um, yeah. The issue that I wanted to raise is that, with you know, Donald Trump's um, uh, businesses, I believe most of them are private enterprises, not publicly traded. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot you can do with private financial statements that you can't do when you are publicly traded. Yeah. And so the, the importance of those tax returns cannot be, cannot be um, understated. It's very, very important. Uh, you, can't, you can't tell what his true assets versus liabilities are nope. unless you see the actual tax return. Will he, ever, will he ever release them, Susan? He, he has been saying he will. He absolutely will. He pretends no, he can't no. because of the uh, IRS audit. Will he ever? Is there a chance in hell he's ever going to release those uh, income taxes? I don't And I I think that if it turns out that he has a huge tax liability and that if he has huge losses and he's in a deficit spending mode himself, then, you know, that would kill the election for him. And I'd be only too happy to see that happen. But, you know, would the Republican Party have to pick up some of that debt in order to make him whole? They might. Yeah. You know, so I think there's just too much at stake and it's never going to happen. Thanks, Susan. Yeah, quickly. One more thing. Quickly. I want to say one more thing about the emails deleted. I deleted 4,000 emails from my uh, phone just on Saturday while I was getting my hair done. How many do you delete on a daily basis? You know, if you deleted that many in a week for all the years that. Secretary Clinton was in office. How many would that be? Well, yeah, but the point uh, the point being, that was a, a mistake that she brought on herself, a problem that she brought on herself, because those are supposed to be public records if you're doing uh, business for the federal government. And had she just, uh, you know, either turned all of them over, which would have been a problem for her, or separated business from personal, she wouldn't have this problem that she brought on herself. I believe it's stuff and nonsense 
sense by and large. Uh, you know, they've they've reconstructed the emails. They can find no real problem, uh, you know, oh, with, okay. with what she did. But, you know, that was her own mistake, I think. Anyway, wow. Susan. Well, all of your Thanks a lot. I appreciate Bye-bye. the call, Susan. Thank you very much. Let me get to a break. We'll come back with more of your calls. Uh, Dr. Tucker uh, tweets me at the Brad Blog to say, "Glad to hear, uh, glad to hear that caller call out Clint Eastwood for backing Trump." Adding, "Frankly, I agree one thousand percent with the point the other caller made about the dumbing down of America." Nah. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Well, I guess it's dumbed down if they are miseducated. I don't believe that the people are dumb, but uh, the media, the corporate media, is doing a terrible job of doing what they are supposed to do, which is to inform the electorate. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with more of your calls, 985-5735. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence. Why? Because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com slash donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com slash donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Certainly is. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. The heat may be on. The globe may be warming. We may be in big, big trouble, but we won't have Desi Doyen on to talk about it today. No Green News report today uh, because of the, uh, what was it, the debate earlier this week because of the Trump wreck debate. Yes, uh, it but, was quite quite busy. But we'll have another uh, Green News report uh, tomorrow or the next day, so I will look forward to that. Yes, we will. Okay. Promise? Yes. Okay. Uh, because it is getting hot, because it's been over 100 degrees out here this week in Los Angeles in, uh, in where are we? Late September. Anyway, taking your calls, 818-985-5735 on the Trump wreck of debate. Maria in Altadena, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, my name's Maria. I'm calling regarding everybody blames Trump, and I don't blame Trump. I'm really upset at the American people. We're the ones that elect these presidents. We're the ones that make decisions. If we can't see that backhanded insult to everyone in the U.S. about him not paying federal taxes, then we deserve a president like Trump. Mm. We really do. Because that was an insult. I pay my taxes. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a good citizen. Why can't we be treated with respect? He's very disrespectful. And they want to vote for him? Apparently so. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, apparently so. Uh, that is, uh, it's amazing to me, but it's not a surprise to me. As I said, on June 15th, uh, June 16th, 2015, when he got in the race, uh, when everyone else thought it was a joke, I said, hey, people, be very careful. He is the uh, he is the id uh, of the Republican Party, of what has become of the Republican Party. He is simply saying out loud what it is that Fox News 
And frankly, too many in the non-right-wing media have uh, conned this country into believing, and they fell for it hook, line, and sinker. And the people in the media never thought, oh, he's not going to, you know, they're not going to fall for that. Of course they will fall for it. And I would add, Maria, they could still fall for it on Election Day. I know the Democrats. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Saying exactly what everybody wants to hear. We want more jobs. We want our jobs to stay here. We want better programs. We want better this. And of course, he's going to feed us. He's spoon feeding us. He's spooning feeding us. Yes, I'm going to do this for you. And yes, I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to put a wall. I'm going to transport illegals out of here. No, no, he can't do that. The economy would have a major meltdown with a lot of these issues. A lot of them. He has Japan on edge. He has South Korea on edge. They're watching our program, our presidential debate, more than we are. Yep. More than we are. Yep. Thanks, Maria. And, and if that doesn't scare you, if these countries who are on on a constant tightrope regarding their mm-hmm. position with the U.S. or with their non-allies, if they're on a tightrope and they look to us for strength and character and and fortitude, and we put a Trump. We put a Trump. Good luck. Good, Good luck. Good luck indeed. Thanks, Maria. I appreciate that call. Uh, we got a time for a few more here. 818-985-5735. Let's go to uh, uh, Gian, also in Altadena. Hey, Gian, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Um, yeah, I mean, I think all the uh, buffoonery of uh, Trump and everybody's kind of moral in- indignation and finger-wagging at Trump is Mm -hmm. sort of distracting from the fact that the uh, Democrats have become the party of power, and you have what alternative do you have? There is only one candidate running in this election. Trump is not a viable candidate on the far right, and on Jill Jill Stein or whatever Mm -hmm. her name is, is not is totally disorganized on the far left. Jill Stein of the Green Party, Gary Johnson of the Libertarian Party. Yeah, go ahead. These people have no chance at power. Um, so what you have is the Democrats have totally co-opted the center over the, over the past 30 years, and they will say anything they have to to the corporate sector because that is their masters. And this is the boat that I think the whole liberal echo box is mix, uh, missing because they're so focused on Trump. Yeah. Okay. I no. I I hear you, and I, I understand why they're focused on Trump. At least I understand why voters and you hear the callers today why they are concerned about Trump. If that leaves you with a Hillary Clinton as a viable option, uh, you know I'm not I'm no fan of of, of Hillary Clinton, but uh, I mean, boy, he's obviously a ridiculous candidate. Yep. And he's not a realistic candidate. Yep. Well, apparently he is. He has the nomination. Thanks, Gian. I want to try to get in a couple of quick calls here before we got to get out. Uh, apparently he is a, a, a realistic candidate. He is the actual nominee. Yes. Wake up and and and, and notice, people. Uh, let's go to Kelwin in Los Angeles. Uh, speaking of, uh, of third-party candidates. Hey, Kelwin, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, Brad. How you doing? Well, I just... This makes me sad. I mean, I, I, I listened to the debate, but I listened to the one that had uh, Jill Stein rooted in there as the third candidate, where they did a beautiful job of editing it in, and she answered the same questions. Because the, the debate with the two of them, with Hillary and, and the Donald, was, was, was just like two egos going head-to-head. And it wasn't a lot of substance. I think it was like four sentences where, where anybody said anything of substance in the whole thing. It was all two egos fighting each other. And there was no, nothing there except vote for me because you've got to be afraid of the other one. And, you know, it's like 
for me, the idea of voting for anybody for fear is crazy. And the fact that whether or not we have viable candidates, we can, you know, the, the, the Democratic and the Republican parties control the corporation that decides who gets to be in these debates. And whether or not a candidate's mm-hmm. got 3% or 10%, we need to have these inputs in there. We need to hear true, true things, because right now, people are talking seriously about Donald and seriously about Hillary, when Hillary, to me, is somebody who just wants to send my boys to fight profit wars for empire, while Donald talks a lot of bigoted crap and sounds real ugly. But we, the choice between one who's, who's already policies have already killed millions or one who's, who's talking about killing a few hundred thousand or millions is crazy to me. Thanks, and I want people to really think about, think about what they're doing out there and what they're choosing because the things, if we respond out of fear, and all I hear is fear, 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 fear. Yeah. If we respond out of fear, we will always get more of what we fear. Kellen, I got I appreciate the call. Great points. Uh, greatly appreciated. I got to get out. Uh, let me get one more on the way out. Uh, you got 10 seconds. Nick from Northridge. Very quickly, you got 10 seconds. Go, Nick. Hey, Brad. Well, I just wanted to say that the uh, education system in the country is being gamed by the both parties, and we are being held in thrall by the television for the gain of the wealthy. Thanks, Michael. I got to go. I got to go watch some uh, television tonight. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my uh, soundboard operator today, G, and of course to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can download it, as ever, for free at bradblog.com. Drop me email. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com or find me on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the Bradblog. Yes, we will be back with you tomorrow. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. (laughs) 